Hello and welcome to AV World UK episode 11. This week we've got an extra special episode where we will be creating a beginner's guide to ISE. So I have formed myself a formidable dream team of people from across the AV channel that are going to be helping me out. As usual, I'm joined by Mark Sumner and Andy Sharp, but I'm also joined by the wonderful friends of the show, Ifat Chowdhury and Hayley Middlehurst, extra special bonus guest of Peter DeSange. So, how is everybody? How are we all doing? Don't all talk at once because we won't be able to hear you. I'm all good, thanks. All the way from High Wickham. Looking <laughs> forward to going to Barcelona. Yes. That sounds fantastic, Hayley. Me too. Having done IC for more times than I can care to remember, but never Barcelona, I think it's going to be fantastic. I'm going to love it. Not happy to take that fluffy hat. <laughs> well, or you might, you might. You can, never, get bit, get, can get a bit chilly, but nippy by the sea. <laughs> get that sea breeze. So um, we've got so much to be getting into. This week, we are going into a beginner's guide. We're going to try and help out all those people that have never been to IRC before. Now, we are in a little bit of different situation in that none of us have been to IRC Barcelona before, and certainly none of us have been to IRC in the summer before. So we're going to speculate. Clearly, <laughs> wild speculations will take place, but we have been to more IRC season i care to imagine so i'm gonna dive straight in if at what is ise for you the ise is really unique for us being based in the uk because it's generally i mean amsterdam was only an hour away barcelona for most of us barcelona is only two hours away so it's somewhere that was quite accessible but not london and it attracts um colleagues from all over the world so it's it's unique in that sense that it's a great way to see new tech it's a great way to network and it also gets you away from your desk for certain because there isn't that I know people still work and and check emails and so on when when they're away but it gets you actually more I think immersed in a show than you would if it's based at home and Peter Hayley what about yourselves so I've been to as I say I see more times than I care to remember I think the benefit of IC for distribution is twofold. One, it's a great opportunity to meet reseller partners in uh, in in one place, both professionally during the day and also sociably in the evenings. It's also an opportunity for the whole of the channel, reseller, distributor, and vendor to touch and fill kits because we don't always get the chance to do that anymore. Seeing how whole solutions work as well as in a setting on a vendor, see where the vendors uh, heading as well as in that. Often in terms of what the vendor's doing and what they showcase, the IC tends to cascade across the channel. So you see where that direction of travel is for, for AV technology going forwards. And Hayley, from a, a vendor perspective, what's what's IC for you? For us, it's a way of actually, number one, getting our whole European sales team together. You know, that's very rare for a vendor to be able to get all of your colleagues in one room, albeit a large, large room. Um, but to have all of your colleagues together to, you know, what's working well in your country, you know, in your country, any kind of um, partnerships that are being collaborated in one country compared to another. And then being able to then also see all of your distribution partners, all of your resellers, um, engage with some of your key end users that are there as well, who actually, you know, they might come with their resellers, they might come with on, on, the, on their own, you know, or some part of a consortium. And being able to showcase our latest kit and our many vendors, we have uh, showcase areas that are away from the stand to be able to highlight technology that's coming in the future and being able to have those discussions. Do you feel like as a vendor, we're going in the right place? And um, just being able to kind of showcase everything in in five days is brilliant. 
to yeah. a wide range of people. Yeah, yeah. For some people, it's um, it can be a long time, but I agree with you, Haley. Certainly, five days gives you enough time. Yeah, and I know for you know the the salespeople that are on the um the stands, we tend to rock up on a Monday and we leave on a Friday. But my kind thoughts go out to all the stand builders that are out there the week before. The, you know, the <laughs> They're out there already, there probably. The <laughs> yeah, and they, they work the extra week that our salespeople don't really kind of get involved with. And I don't know if a lot of the channel really appreciate the hard work that goes in for the vendors to kind of showcase at that. You know, we're planning it from day one of the, the, the previous ISE and everything that's going to kind of be there, you know, position, uh, hotels. We, we're on mass 200 members of staff trying to find a hotel you can all stay in so it's um it's a it's a very very big exercise for a vendor so when all three of you kind of look at this obviously from different parts of the channel what for, i mean for me never been ic never obviously been uh, to an ic at amsterdam but what advice would you give for somebody first time attending now you know have you got quick uh, quick easy things that you say pick up, do this, plan this, do this, don't do this? What's, what's, what's kind of your, your do's and don'ts? You've got to plan your time. And it depends how, it depends how you're going. So if you're going um, and you're going to be standing at the stand, you've also got to get your uh, stamina up because you'll soon get dead legs from standing a lot. Oranges at half time. <laughs> really, honestly. Um, Red Bull sales must be going through the roof at that place. <laughs> you can't, but if you're going as a visitor, uh, which some people listening, I'm sure will be, you can't do it all. So you've got to be really clear on what you want to do and which bits you really want to see. I think you're absolutely right. If I, um, I think it's over four or five days now because the show is that big. Um, I think the shed, your schedule has to be f quite flexible. Uh, you'll have time slots, but invariably you'll either um, go over that time or you've got to find a, a hall in a slightly different location, which takes some time to get to as well as. You often bump into people throughout that process as well. So I think you have to have a, a flexible schedule because you can spend a whole week and potentially still not get around everyone. Flexible schedule is, um, is key, actually, because I think the one thing that um, causes a lot of confusion uh, for stand tours, for example, is what time zone calendar has the meeting? <laughs> We've all yeah. done that. Yeah. I thought you said I'm two o'clock. No, no, yeah. no, no, I'm at three o'clock. Yeah. So now my uh, number one piece of advice is put the meeting in the local time and then stipulate in the title heading, it is in local time. <laughs> yeah, like you're either an hour early or an hour late. You're never on That's time. a really important one for sure. Yeah. yeah. Uh, number number one for me as well, you know, saying with this fact with the um, having strong legs. Number one tip is to take your Nurofen gel or ibuprofen gel um, because you're going to be needing to rub that on your feet in the evening. Because <laughs> if you're not standing on those horrible, you know, the floor all day, you have done 25,000 steps walking from one hall to another. So prepare for your feet to have, wear comfortable shoes. I've got one. I'll, I'll go one step further on that because um, I've invested in one of those massage guns. Ah, oh, nice oh. work. As long as it gets through, um, you know, the, the old security screen, they don't think it's anything else. Um, <laughs> not a firearm or anything. Or an AV award. Just don't pack in your hand luggage, right? Exactly. <laughs> and uh, honestly, they are a godsend. 
they're brilliant they're not I, even that expensive anymore yeah they do they do look but incredible they're absolutely brilliant i think the other tip is also drink lots and lots of water i think there's always like a dry heat dry humidity in the in the halls and you're having that many conversations if you're not hydrated it, it makes a massive difference i find and work out where the toilets are on your quickest route <laughs> which one has the smallest queue <laughs> so so basically mark um you're packing to uh scale mount everest <laughs> it's going to be a brutal experience no it uh, i've worked in I'm, I'm lucky i've worked in sort of every area across and seen the different areas firsthand and i would 100 agree with with all three of you that it takes its toll on you physically mentally everything there's there's a huge amount to be said for every aspect the social aspect as well as the professional aspect and that and we've experienced over the last few weeks where we've been in and around our colleagues again talking to people getting on in a really friendly way with people and I think there's a real appetite for it and it's great to have the collective group of people here together to kind of share that experience to then impart on those that maybe are on their first journey or have forgotten what ISE is all about after such a such a break and there are some fantastic and amazing part specifically about ISC as a show itself and some of the developments that it's made I remember very fondly spending time in the drone arena that was a new concept and a new idea a few years ago and and spending time on 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 there watching the drones go up and down and, and people being in and around the drone technologies but now we're seeing things like the influencer areas and and people where they, people can host podcasts like ourselves to go and do those sorts of things and the breakthroughs and, and innovations so I know that there's some real highlights from the future of, of ISC, but I'd be remiss not to talk about some highlights from from past ISEs and the ones that we've we've thoroughly enjoyed. So, Haley, uh, working as a as a manufacturer, you've probably seen some really inventive stuff from your creative teams and people that that, but also in and around other things where you maybe got a bit jealous that other people have done fun stuff. Yeah. Have you got any real highlights for you? For myself, I don't really get to deviate from my own stand unless I'm having meetings. So I think that's the downside of being a vendor is you're quite closed off into your own area. And what yeah. you really kind of see is your own kit and then the neighbours kit. And your neighbours tend to be your competitors. Yeah. So um, I have seen some, you know, pretty decent stuff from a lot of our competitors that has been out there. And the the standout moment for me, obviously, from my own brand was when we showcased, showcased the crystal LED, the amount of attention that got on the stand. Um, there was, you know, one of the funniest things about it was there was a showreel of um, uh, Rio Carnival. And yep. obviously this crystal LED wall was four metres by 2.6 metres. It was huge. And you could tell when they were running the Rio Carnival content on the stand because it went quiet because every every you know every person on that stand was then staring at this um rio carnival content and um yeah it went <laughs> we've all got way. we've all got the picture <laughs> yeah. i think i was quite on the stand at that time we've all got the idea i worked on i worked on a stand where we had uh organized something uh like a talk for so many people and all of a sudden, everybody disappeared. And we thought something had happened. Like, we genuinely thought there'd been an issue. And then on our competitor stand opposite us was Toto Wolf, the head of the Formula One team for uh, Mercedes. And we like that. What can you do? Can't compete. Can't compete. Can't compete I'm good, but I'm not good as that. <laughs> what about Peter? What about you? 
Yeah, I think what's been interesting um, for me over going you know, over the years that I have seen the evolution of technology from let's say lamp-based projectors to laser-based projectors, yeah. and seeing that develop from you know uh, throw-distance projectors to ultra-short throw, short throw, seeing the uh, adoption of interactive displays in meeting rooms and classrooms from you know passive displays in the past to active displays, and seeing the development of that technology and the impact that's had on. Um, sort of sub 5000 lumen projection, uh, seeing the sort of huge evolution of wireless collaboration and collaboration in the meeting room space. So it's a great sort of, um, uh, it's a great perspective of how the channel has evolved and how we as sort of, I guess, vendors, distributors and resellers have gone on that journey with IC and IC has kind of driven that narrative to, to where, where we focus. I, I agree. It, it sort of sets a theme. I think people are looking for a theme not that it's like this this year is under the sea or it's you know the 80s and everybody Monty turns Carlo. up although i think that would be a great idea for the future <laughs> certainly like a fancy dress ise might be a really good thing but just on the last day just to make yeah. you know, <laughs> last day, fancy dress. everyone turns up 70s we're all in our fair the upside this year and whilst we're going into the unknown with barcelona whenever you'd go to amsterdam it'd always be freezing cold yeah. Right. Or freezing cold and raining. And I remember one year we went and uh, we had some reseller partners with us and it was absolutely freezing. It must have been minus 20. It was that cold. I think my eyebrows frosted up. We went <laughs> out with we went out with a reseller partner. He came out in a T-shirt and jeans. <laughs> uh, honestly, no, no coats. Uh, I, was with, I was with my colleagues. I said, guys, look, it's bloody freezing. And this guy was, uh, he's northern based and perhaps uh, people say they're, they're hard as nails in the north. But honestly, I was like, are you, his name, let's call him John, right? Yeah. John, you can't. Yeah, let's not name him. <laughs> yeah, let's call him John Smith. You right? know who you are. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I said to him, if you like, are you sure you're not cold? Do you want to borrow my coat? I've got a jumper on. I've got three, four, five layers on. No, 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 I'm not cold at all. It's like going out in, into town on a Friday night in winter and you're wrapped up to that tent of the dozen and you see people like, in t-shirts like, Really? But I guess once you've had a few beers, the cold doesn't matter, right? Yeah, I, th I think the, the weather will certainly be different yeah, for all for of us. Sure. Yeah. The, well, I think that will change the experience. And, and, and I guess it's, it'd be interesting for all of us because... I think we've all got a lot of fond memories of ISE and, and we wouldn't go back. We wouldn't be Russians to go back. But it's interesting to think for us to sort of consider the differences of what ISE is going to be, you know, key difference being the weather, but also the differences in the layout. I have a feeling it's going to be like when they change the supermarket shelves all around and you're used yeah. to seeing stuff on just certain aisles. Yeah. Oh no, they're always next to them and they're supposed to be there. So um, I've got a feeling it's going to be a little bit of that. I think as a vendor, we have, we subconsciously, we, we are still near our neighbours. So it has kind of um, evolved that even though we are in a completely different location, I'm always going to be opposite that brand over there that I've been opposite <laughs> for the past 15 years. So um, yeah, I think uh, it's all location, location, location. Mm -hmm. But you know that, your way around. Of course, but the thing with Amsterdam was that over the years you knew where certain vendor stands were all yeah. year and year because it was always there. It's been there for many, many years. You knew, you kind of got used to the layout, so you knew where certain vendors were. Where all oh, right, I'll meet you at you know a hall four or whatever it might be for a beer because mm -hmm. you know there's a sandwich bar there, for example. We're all going into the unknown, so it's going to be quite interesting. I think we're all going to like, okay, this is a, this is good, or this is going to be actually. Mm, I wish we were back in Amsterdam. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, to kind of prepare for that, I have within my diary because obviously I have to book meetings, and um, 
I've tried to give 20, 25 minutes grace between each meeting this time instead of trying to go back to back because people are going to get lost compared yeah. to last time, you know? And so I think that's what we all need to kind of take into consideration that time needs to be more flexible than it has been before. And do you think with it being Barcelona, do you think people will necessarily attend the show every single day or will they actually know I'm going to a show yet? Yeah, I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm there all week actually and then you see them on the beach. Not the vendors. Yeah. <laughs> not the vendors, you, no. Yeah, exactly. Resellers there with a beach ball. Yeah, yes. <laughs> that, now that could be a good giveaway. Yeah. 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 So, did you say you were at the show? Uh, yeah, yeah, no, they're all there. Or a cracking oh, town. Um, yeah. Yeah. I'm sure somebody said you were uh, on the Rambler somewhere. Right. I think that's what's going to have to kind of um, have a look at is the giveaways. Are the giveaways going to be different than they were at Amsterdam? Because I know there was like the hangover recovery kits have been hung out, you know, given out before. I'm sure they're still going to be needed. But are we going to get little mini sun creams? Are we going to get, yeah. I don't know, like a sunglasses? sunglasses? Yeah. yeah. Shades? Yeah. yeah. Good. Mark, they're going to fill that bag for you, mate, the the, uh, the giveaway bag. <laughs> I can tell you one thing, my 10 kilo luggage is empty on the way out. Uh, <laughs> don't you worry, I'm bringing it all back. Yeah. And Mark, I would say bring a backpack than being carrying the one-handled bag that you'll no doubt put all your flyers in. You'll need an actual backpack because you'll be carrying it around all day and you need that even distribution for your back. Because your yes. feet will be hurting. You don't want your back to hurt as well. I would say that you really need to make sure that you don't just fill up that one bag full of flyers and then throw it in the bin like genuinely take the ones that are needed because there is so often that we'll go to ISE and you see so many people and out of politeness we'll take a flyer or a bit of paper or a bit of something and from them and then get back to the hotel and throw it all in the bin like it's there's no need let's let's leave let's let's educate them that they don't need to print as many and that they can email us with a spec sheet if needs be or their marketing material which they will anyway by scanning your badge so let's not let's educate everybody not to take as many yeah. bits of paper how many times have we picked up a bag taken bags full of content home and it's still under your desk six months later and what do you do with it um do you really go through it six months downstream actually you know what having a care out it goes in the recycling bin yeah. yeah, let's save the planet, I guess. Yeah, I think so. People are still printing lots of flyers and things. I would hope not. We'll see, won't we? And I brochures mean, but... and stuff. Yeah, I was at the UC Expo in Manchester last week and there was still lots of flyers. Everyone going, take a flyer, here it is, here's wow. the details. And I was very much of, no, can you just email, scan please, and send it there? Very much for that of it'll go in my bag and we're all busy people i'd rather have an email i can view on multiple devices than carry a piece of paper around i can only view when i've got it emailing it downloading it gives them a link a lot more economical and it's a lot more easily accessible especially in the av world and the av industry world we want to be able to download the content wherever i want i want to know if Haley's going to send me something i can come onto one of her screens and go log into my display away i go i can see it there and you can but, share it, right? That, that's the whole point is yeah, you can't share a piece of paper. You, know. you have obviously never been at Manchester. You can share a piece of paper. You get back and you get so busy because you end up pay, playing a bit of catch up after the show. So the literature you've got in the bag, hence the reason why it rarely gets read. Whereas if it's digital, you can access it anytime, anytime it's in your yeah, inbox. Exactly. So it, there's, there's, there's huge advantages of having it digital content now than, than paper-based content. I don't even have a printer anymore. I don't print anything. 
And with, and with all of these, obviously, like I said, the handouts, obviously, first time I see, I'm going to guess there is specific zones for technology, or is it all mixed together where you, you have to go and find it, or is everything side by side and does it follow a certain, certain path of you know you start at connectivity and end up at display at the end how how is the layouts well it's previous IC so this one might be different yeah. <laughs> I think from what I've seen the like Haley said they've kept fairly similar people that were together in Amsterdam fairly close to each other because they were you know happy partners I guess or happy neighbors but Walking through, there was certainly tr- tried to be collectives of technology. So you'd see LED kind of together and you'd see collaboration kind of together. But there was other bits sort of dotted in and around um, of different technologies where you'd have sort of these mega manufacturers that do everything behind the scenes that have all of their connectivity, the LED, they're absolutely everything would be in a, in a different space. So we'll be interesting to see how they've kept it, how they've they've kept the flow of the of it because there won't be all the same little pods i did quite enjoy a little bit when they put all those little pods on there because it wouldn't you like that little extra bit to sort of go around and explore some of the 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 other technologies and with everything being more open i guess from what i can see from the from the convention center there's going to be less of that discovery element i guess of of technologies that we may not have seen previously yeah, I think so. I think the zoned, but the zoned idea does work more because you'll have a, a digital design zone, a control zone, an LED zone, for example. So you kind of like-minded technologies are brought together. So uh, from a reseller perspective, I think it's a great opportunity for a reseller and end users to actually compare similar technologies in a similar category. Whereas if you've got, let's say, a, a digital signage booth, um, a booth stand in one hall and then another similar technology that you want to also look at in another hall 20 minutes away, you can lose a bit of the focus in that category. So I think the categorization of products does work really well. Yeah, oh, that's, that's really, really good. And, you know, I was, think, I was listening to you all talk before and I was kind of thinking to myself, when you kind of go to these shows, you talk about the new technologies, what's up and coming and what's kind of going on. How long before that sort of hits market is it? Do, is, is some of this technology shown a year before it shows and then it's shown again the year after? Or is it, we're showing it now because you are going to can get it next week? <laughs> so you'll tend to find as a vendor that we will have current tech um, on the stand. Mm-hmm. You'll also have something that's going to come out in the next kind of six months on the mm-hmm. stand for you to show, to kind of showcase the product and launch it. A lot of brands actually launch their products as a press release at ISE. Um, so we'll tend to do that. And then a lot of brands actually hire areas across the, um, the the venue to do kind of like secret demo rooms. So you'll go in and see kind of content <laughs> tech as well. Um, so yeah, that, that could be, you know, 12 months in the future, could be five years in the future. You know, there's, there's you can range from available today to five years time. Uh, those, I have really fond memories of some of those secret rooms where they're like you must sign up sign this nda come on come in here and and i've seen some wonderful stuff in those and then i've seen stuff that they were already showing but it was like they've, they've upgraded the processor on a, they've made such a song and dance it's it. almost like they want to make it extra special <laughs> yeah. even though you know it exists already and everyone yeah. else does we've now put a it's, the emperor's, it's the emperor's new clothes room. it is it is <laughs> i guess if from from your side as a as a reseller do you like to attend ise with end user 
customers with your customers there in tow so that you can talk to them and engage with them with the rest of the channel in in earshot or in in the vicinity or would you is it something that you prefer on go on their behalf understand and learn about technology and then kind of take back it's always going to be a bit of both so when you have the opportunities because some end users aren't allowed to go on visits so Mm -hmm. you're always there to to soak up stuff to share and and relay back to colleagues as well as end users but when you can take somebody and you understand, especially if they're looking for something or um, you know that they've got X budget to spend and you can actually in one place say, well, you could have this or you could have this. And you can actually just explore different ideas and see how they respond to things. It's always hard in a show environment because you're seeing um, things that are not in their setting. You know, something in terms of size, you think, oh, yeah, it's, it's a bit like going and buying a sofa, isn't it? in the showroom it looks completely different and when you actually get it home you think oh god it doesn't fit through the door so there's an element of managing their expectations and their budgets because they can be really wowed by some of the things they see and then you've got to rein it back and say yeah you can't afford that (laughs) 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 or maybe we need to go to uh you know go and talk to somebody else but it's it's an ex- it's exciting to go with an end user because you you can actually then see something coming to life and you can see the purpose of of being there and then actually being able to explore something. And as a vendor, we do actually like to have the end users on the stand as well. And uh, you know, we wish more resellers would bring more end users to the stand and be honest about it. You know, because you see that they've been given a. Uh, an other reseller's name on there and they're not actually from that reseller they're a guest of the reseller please stop hiding the badges because we do need to scan them because you know we are taking <laughs> eyes on that please um, so yeah that, we, we it's like, like you're really a competitor right <laughs> and i guess peter will you go in attendance with a reseller and an end user as a distributor to a meeting at a vendor will the, will the whole channel tie together at ise to create a full solution as as part of something that is probably a unique situation where they're going to be there with that tech that they might well need. I think distributors can do that quite well because you tend to have um, a number of vendor partners that cover all technology areas. So it's quite good to take a group of resellers. And I've done this in the past where you've taken um, resellers around the show and you've showcased certain technologies because of vendors launching something quite new. The reseller is then able to say, actually, I can see where this fits into my customer base and how I can take that to market as well. So there's some real pros of doing that. Um, and some technologies actually will stand out more than others. So it gives that reseller an opportunity to say, okay, how can they fit that technology into their, their business model and their business plans moving forwards and perhaps grow their own businesses. So there are, there are some real advantages in doing that. And I like it when I've seen some of the distributors there walking around with the um, microphone packs. And you can tell they've gone around in a huddle and, you know, the distributors there with their microphone and they've got 20 of their customers and they're giving them a really immersive tour. Like they've done their on their day one. They've gone to every stand that they want to go to. They learnt their bit and then they're bringing their customers in. Um, it always makes me uh, laugh. Like there's a load of tourists going around with the back of the floor, <laughs> you know, the a, old sign. Umbrella <laughs> with, the, with the flag on, like you see <laughs> yeah. when you go on holiday. Yeah. And you know what's like, Hayley? It's like herding cats at the best of times, right? Yeah, <laughs> I know. But uh, it's also quite smart because then, you know, as a vendor, you can't really talk to them because they've all got headsets on, they're <laughs> listening to their one person. So they're not getting a vendor's point of view. They're getting it from the distie who's actually selling it as the solution instead That's of, right. you know, it's completely unbiased. 
well we would hope to think it's unbiased but um yeah, so, uh, yeah it's good. But that, that does work quite well and i think what the balance to strike i find is that if you've got reseller partners with you as a distributor for two or three days is to perhaps spend half of the time with them and showcase the stands and, and the technology but then give them the rest of the time to actually explore themselves i think it's really important because they want to do that in their own time there might be a particular technology that they want to go back to to explore further and if you're forcing them to follow a particular agenda, I think that can also create a bit of tension. So I think finding that balance is really important. The last time that uh, I was there with customer, it, we did have, so we had vendor, distributor, us, end user, all in the same meeting. And it does work well. But yeah, I think have, giving people the freedom to go and explore so they don't feel that they're only being shown what you want them to see, uh, it's really, it's, it is really important. Oh, now might be a good time just to jump in and say it's not only distributors that will be walking around looking like idiots and microphones. Podcasters will be doing that as well. <laughs> yes, we will. There's <laughs> an excellent segue into saying that we will have some presents at ISE this year. Yes. Um, and we will have the big things on our heads and we will be aimlessly walking around asking, I don't know, <laughs> um, you know, dogs questions and things, you know. Yes. Um, but that's what we're for, right? <laughs> we'll be there asking people questions, engaging with people because that's what we do we love talking to people and we have done for the last we year, a few weeks at least. <laughs> i won't be wandering around doing that i'll sit down and do it do you're gonna sit down doing, invite I'm doing people a sit to down you. i am having a, i am <laughs> having a sit down studio space so. Come in which to me. case after listening can i book in an hour with you to sit down <laughs> <laughs> i think we can all do with a nice sit down after a few days that's, that sounds like a therapy session <laughs> two hour interviews with Vivek just to take the load off <laughs> she's got water in a chair that sounds yeah. perfect <laughs> i think the stands that have always done really well are the stands that have got chairs simulating a classroom and then you literally see the people just like rush to the chair i'll have yeah. a demo <laughs> coffee and a, and a seat and somewhere that's got wi-fi that they'll let you log on is amazing yeah. Yeah. <laughs> i was gonna say has anyone ever thought obviously all this has anyone had a massage chair on the stand yeah there yeah. is a massage chair at, at um, amsterdam as you walk out of the hall there are mm. people there you know 20 20 euros for a massage for 20 minutes and you think i could do with that oh definitely yeah pack the massage gun my question for everyone today was actually if you could change isc in any way what would be what would you change you know completely fantasy if you could have a massage chair in every booth for example then that's fine you know kyle will sprinkle his magic dust and he'll make it happen tomorrow um, but <laughs> through that vein if you could literally do anything if you could have anything and just one little thing you can do to change isc what would you do I think, um, obviously, Barcelona is an unknown, so don't know what, I've seen the layout, but don't know what the layout's actually going to look like. But certainly Amsterdam, you had um, a few halls that were just like tumbleweed, and it was really soul-destroying for the guys who, you know, who are standing at those stands from morning to evening, and they're not really getting the footfall. And then you'd go into the, to one of the other halls, and you could, it's heaving with people. So yeah. it'd be interesting to see if there's a bit more thought gone into just spreading that out a bit, spread spread the love, spread yeah. the visitors a bit, because there, there were a few halls that you just... And then because nobody was in there, no one would go in there. I do wonder, though, uh, we've all seen that, like the people in attendance where you've gone into halls and, and actually it's not been quiet. It's been quite a busy hall. And then on the edge of the hall, there's 
like people just sitting there on their phones or on their emails, not engaging with people as they're walking past. And, and like you wonder, you've traveled across the world <laughs> to the largest AV trade show in the world. And you're sat there in your emails or talking on your phone. Why? <laughs> I don't understand. <laughs> it is crazy. Like, you know, you have to try and fit in the fact that you have got a full time job as well. That's to mm. be remembered that you have also still got your customers wanting to get hold of you all yeah. of the time. And um, sometimes your customers don't care that you're ISE. You know, they need a bid and they need it back tomorrow because they've got to respond to a tender. As you know, you can be working from six in the morning all the way to midnight and you still haven't done your normal day job. You're just doing your ISE. And it is exhausting because you come back and it's like you've been off for a week. You know, you haven't, but your inbox feels like you've been off for a week. What we're saying is make ISE week a national holiday. So <laughs> bank holidays, <laughs> Monday to Friday. Yeah. Yeah. So we, we go to ISE. Just to catch up. <laughs> yeah, good. For every square foot of space that you uh, buy, you get a PA. So they can do something. <laughs> <laughs> a really small one. Yeah, a really small PA. But I think if that make, you make a, an interesting point because uh, Amsterdam, some of the halls were all disconnected slightly and there'd be a small hall or a, a big hall or you'd use a hall just to walk through it to get to another hall. So uh, I used to think lots of stands in Europe would get ignored um, or because they weren't from uh, the UK or sold into the UK, you'd just walk past and not show that interest yet. They might have some really interesting technology. So it'll be interesting to see how Barcelona managed that because... Uh, we were recent at the bet show uh, um, earlier this year that they they changed the layout and I think it worked better and I think if um, I see take that lead and and they, I think because um, um, Amsterdam's halls were, as it grew it just kind of morphed into lots of different halls and they're slightly disconnected you'd have to walk ten minutes to get to another hall whereas I think if the layout is more uh, joined up uh, in but in a bigger space I think um, you'll get a lot more attention on stands that traditionally don't get that attention because you're going to have to walk past them because you're in that hall. I think if I could make anything completely either, I'd have thick, fluffy carpet everywhere. Everywhere. (laughs) Not just the bits on the stand. I mean, everywhere. And and slippers when you walk in so that it was real comfortable. They try and make it. Or I'll go one step further. I mean, like, you either have one of those segway things so you don't have to <laughs> and you can just travel around like so, a jurassic park you just you yes that in something oh, you one of those big glass balls big glass I was, <laughs> I was thinking more mall cop but yeah yeah <laughs> <laughs> that's how I guess, i'd look I, on it <laughs> i guess as it's Barcelona, right in spain what about a siesta in the afternoon for a couple oh, of hours oh yeah that is just a really good shout a couple of hours out just to you know, recharge, have a nap. That'd be fantastic. Amazing. That's, that's got to be the best recommendation, right? Yeah. I feel yeah. like that they have done that because we are in Spain. That they feel like we're going to have to work a bit longer because the the closing time is seven pm now. But they oh, forgot yeah. to add the siesta. Unbelievable. But it starts at ten rather than nine. Yeah. A little get difference. An hour in the morning. Little difference when you've got to be on the yeah. stand. So, yeah, true. Andy, I think Andy Walsh out there. I think you've got to lobby Mike Blackman and get him to change this. Yeah, yeah, I think so. All collectively together, <laughs> yeah. start the movement. This should just be a massive power off. ISCCS two thirty. Let's get this trending. Hashtag ISCCS. <laughs> We're saving the planet and saving our feet and energy yeah. at the same time. You know, we've suggested yeah. a nap 
and slippers, by the way. Not that any of us are getting <laughs> on. Yeah. But I, I'm going to add to your nap and slippers and say um, you need some kind of packed lunch because you can forget. <laughs> you yes. can forget queuing up for a sandwich. Oh, it's a nightmare. Oh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, it it yeah. just doesn't happen. So if yeah. if you've if you've got a friendly stand supplier, or there's someone in your team who's going to go and do a sandwich run. So I think we've we've certainly looked at making some improvements. I think there's plenty of improvements that we can uh, we can make to ISE. Um, before we jump into uh, our usual ending of our show, uh, have anybody got any real funny stories from past ISEs? Things that have gone on that. Have really made us laugh uh, in the right way. Uh, made sure that we keep it as clean as possible, please, because we've all been for many years to uh, Amsterdam. So, I has got anybody two. got any real? Go on then. I don't think, I don't think we're going to take it away. Nine PM watershed, are we? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to think of something. I yeah. can Remember, we don't want any explicit. Lyric. I don't want to use the beat machine again. Yeah. <laughs> no beeping here. So Actually, I'll just do what just do one long beep for this episode. <laughs> <laughs> Indeed. Hey, so obviously my uh, kit of you know needing Nurofen also includes taking a Barocca or other multivitamin pick-me-ups are available. I won't um, worry, we're not sponsored. Uh, yeah, a European <laughs> colleague didn't know what a Barocca was. So when they asked if anyone had any, you know, anything to make them feel better, I said, I have a Barocca. Take one of these. And he put it straight in his mouth. Oh. <laughs> it was the funniest thing. Well, they're just like foaming at the mouth. Foaming at the mouth, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the funniest thing to see at half seven in the morning at a breakfast buffet in a random holiday inn kind of style place. <laughs> Brilliant. Still worth it though, right? <laughs> Explain what a Barocca is to your European counterparts. <laughs> and then the other one was, oh, I think my daughter was only a year old. This was the first time I'd come back from, you know, from maternity, gone on, gone on away. And my daughter had a cold before she left and decided to sneeze in my face the day before I see. So it gets to day two of I see and my eyes are starting to feel a bit um, not normal. And by day three, I'd asked my Amsterdam colleague if they'd go to the chemist for me and ask for some eye drops. So they went and got me some eye drops, me thinking it'd be some kind of like bacterial eye drops. And I started putting them in my eyes. And um, I don't speak Dutch. So I'm, I'm purely waiting for this, you know, eye drops to work. Uh, then another Dutch colleague comes in and tells me that they're for hay fever. I was like, OK, well, they're not going to work for my eyes. So on day four, I woke up and got downstairs to the, the breakfast buffet to be told by one of the directors, oh my God, you need to go home. Like my, <laughs> I look like sloth from Goonies. Like, <laughs> 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 why so it got to the point I had bacterial um, conjunctivitis. Oh. And uh, flew home that, <laughs> that next day at the airport with my eye over my, you know, my hair over my eye like Gabriel. <laughs> to make sure, like, yeah, complete, complete nightmare. And if anyone has seen the photos, no, you haven't. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> delete, delete. Not seen them photos. I know a few of the people in the channel have seen them and laugh about them, and they get shared regularly. But um, yeah, you know, you've not seen them. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like poster girl material. Yes, I think so. Uh, anybody else? If at Peter got any uh, got any funny stories that are pre watershed. 
Um, I'm not sure if I can comment. Yeah, <laughs> um, there definitely no. aren't any, any that I can repeat. <laughs> all, all I'll say is I hope Caroline Carter's coming and listening and whatever. <laughs> You're hanging around. That's all. That's all. That's all Caroline. I'm going to say. Yeah. Poor Caroline. She's a legend. <laughs> she certainly I, is. I think in the early days of ICA at Amsterdam, I think in an evening, if you said, right, um, where are you going to be? We'll find you. We all know where the Brits ended up, right? Oh, yes. Always. We all know where all Players the Players Bar. Ended up. Exactly, right? Um, and other places perhaps don't uh, don't meet the... Uh, the uh, they don't meet the under-18 criteria. <laughs> <laughs> right. Uh, and uh, what were you doing there? I wasn't there. Um, 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 yeah. Uh, no more. I have something that I want to ask as a vendor okay. that I never get to really ask. How much of my kit's better than their kit goes on on those stands because we don't really tend to do that but we know that there are others where you've seen signs been put up saying what they're telling you is all lies and you know what some are better than others I Mm. think and I really think it's down to the individual it's often the individual it's not often a corporate there are a couple though I think but (laughs) it's not often the corporate kind of uh, strap line okay it's down to the is and, and how they're led in uh, the uh, creating that i would think that i could probably count on one hand how many times it's been overtly put out in front of everybody um which <laughs> it can go either way some people will say oh look at that fantastic marketing and you'll get a number of people talking about it and then other people will go well they're just jealous of the technology or they're you know they've got their preferred areas how much goes on within conversation? Clearly, lots and lots and lots and lots. They're all trying to compete with for mind share. Um, there's lots of discussions around every place to, to look at. My technology is better than this technology. I've got my battle cards against everybody here type conversation and, and those highlights. So I think it's the balance between overtly saying we're better than them and look at our stand and we're going to put it in flashy lights and... Uh, having a conversation privately to say that from a dis- this is better. From a distributor and a reseller perspective, Haley, I think most people apply a degree of common sense anyway. So you are going to hear some vendors discredit perhaps other brands, technology and the like. But if you've gone around the stands, you tend to get a measured view on what's good and what isn't. So I think it used to go on a lot in the early days, but I think um, we're all friends in the industry at the end of the day. I think that happens less and less, I think. And I think end users are a bit more savvy than they were before. For sure, yeah. So you're not, they know where it's at. They do their own research. They've got access to everything on the internet. Generally, most of the end users, especially if they're coming out with you, they would have done a bit of research and um, they know what they like. So basically, for everybody that's going to ISC, it will be a truly phenomenal show, as I'm, I'm sure. It will be great to be in and around our colleagues. It will be fantastic to actually see, feel, hear, touch technology yet again. But prepare yourself. Make sure that you've got your schedule booked and flexible. Make sure you've got your massager for your feet and your ibuprofen. There's lots and lots of preparation for, for everybody to, to do it. But I hope everybody that's going out to IRC has a phenomenal time uh, and uses the show for absolutely everything it is. We can't end the show there. As usual, I'm going to hand over to Mr. Andy Sharp. He's been flexible recently, if that. You'll, and Hayley, you'll know that he's had some quizzes. We've had some questions for people. So, Andy. Is this going to be a quiz that is actually a quiz? It might no, well be. No, I've got really shy. 
No, oh, it's got too many people here, so I'm all frightened now. So, um, actually, you know what? I thought we were going to do something slightly different. Let's go is, for it. Uh, uh, so, instead of what, what we would do today, is because Barcelona is a new city for all of the people that were heading out there, we've all getting used to Amsterdam. We're going to ha- learn some facts as a group about Barcelona. Love it. Things that hopefully you don't know already. Um, but of course, as you meet people out there, then make sure to tell every stranger you see these facts, which you obviously pre-armed with for the whole week. So, number one, all of Barcelona's beaches are not natural. They're all completely artificial. Barcelona really? didn't have a single beach before the 1994 Olympics. So they're all completely man-made. Wow. I didn't know that That's at true. all. For some reason, my brain, instead of hearing natural, heard nudist. <laughs> <laughs> so, at least we're talking about naked true. on the beach in Barcelona, um, <laughs> surrounded by fully clothed adults. Um, <laughs> it's not going to be that hot. with a massive gammy eye as well. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> uh, so, fact number two: Barcelona is older than Rome, which almost. Doesn't sound believable, but it genuinely is. Really? Yeah. That's incredible. Mm. It, it was originally called Barcino, which is not that interesting, but it is fun to say if you get a bit That sounds of, like a nightclub in Nottingham. Yeah, it does. Right? <laughs> Coming up, Barcino. Yeah, it, it is. Actually, Mark, sounds... you do that in the northern accent. Barcino. Coming up, Barcinos. Yeah, Andy, it sounds Latin rather than Italian, and yet you'd think Rome was there before Barcelona. Oh, As everybody serious. knows, the Latin language comes from Bolton. That's uh, that's, oh, that's what it is. Yeah. Sorry, that was my oversight. <laughs> <laughs> this is a good one. This is my my most interesting fact about Barcelona. There are twelve abandoned underground tube stations in Barcelona, and all of them are reported to be haunted. Wow. So, if you're looking for something to do of an evening, then there avoid you go. the tube stations. <laughs> to use as spelunking, you can go and explore urban um, architecture and stuff on your own if you want. I'll, I'll be honest with you, Andy. I'll, I'll, I'll be doing my damnedest to avoid that kind of stuff. If uh, after uh, a day of the show, spelunking does not sound like something. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds like something you could have done in Amsterdam. <laughs> Um, and then the last one, this is the last fact. It took longer to build the Sagrada Familia than it took to build the Great Pyramid. Wow. Well, it's not finished, and, is it? Still not finished. not finished yet. <laughs> yeah. Still going. It's, it's, it's uh, be great to see it. Um, thank you so much, Andy. That's fantastic. Thank you so much to uh, Ifat, Hayley and Peter for joining us. Uh, great conversation. Uh, thank you to everybody that's been listening. We're going to have two weeks off. We're off to IRC next week, so we're having two weeks off uh, where we'll be recording bits and pieces at the show at IRC. Make sure to come and say hello to us. Make sure to talk to us. Please keep liking and subscribing to the podcast and sharing your reviews. We really appreciate everything that you're doing for us. Thank you all so much for listening, and we'll see you in a few weeks. Thanks very much, guys. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.